Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Broadway Breakdown. Yet again, my obsession. Uh, I am your host, Matt Koplick. In spirit is John Wascavage and in trolldom. Uh, hi, John. We love you. We miss you, but not that much. Because today we have yet another gay, white, blonde guest. <laughs> we have Mr. Josh Daniel. Hello, Hello, Josh. Hello. How's it going? Um, it's going pretty well. Uh, I'm... On my second cup of coffee. Great. And I'm sitting opposite a little homosexual, and it's just a lovely, it's a lovely Thursday. Lovely. I'm already judging. I don't know why my initial vocal choice was to go, hey, how's it going? I think so because like, I started that way, too. I'm like, wow, hi, everybody. Just warming up my mix for this podcast. I've got to say, is someone auditioning to be Liz Calloway's cover? <laughs> Always. Always. Constantly. <sighs> got the, truly, no, that, oh my God, that could Mid- have been my obsession, too. There's so many obsessions. Truly, she, I describe her as the placement that changed a generation. Truly, yeah. She really kind of... I would say, if Barbara Cook found the key to mixing on Broadway, Liz Calloway actually put it in the door and opened it. That is a really great way to put it. Yeah. And, and the, uh, contemporized it. Absol- absolutely. Yes. With, um, I mean, I'm going to get really faggoty for a second, and okay. then we'll move on to you. I love but it. the person who passed the key over to Liz Calloway, because no one gives her enough credit, is Miss Kay Cole, the original Maggie in Chorus Line. Wow. That at the ballet, that's a 100% yes. mix. Honey. And no one, well, no one realizes that. We, we never think of a chorus line as being any sort of vocal, you know, uh, oh, that's like where landmark. You, that's where you and I differ. I love the OBC of a chorus line. I think, I mean, not all of them are singers. Sure, sure, sure. But sure, like, sure. just, there's something about in the 70s, all the cocaine and like being dancers who like had to sing, that they all kind of just made it work for themselves. Right. So like... Donna McKechnie's Music in the Mirror is still my fave. The way she says Mira and just, her like soprano in the, her Hello 12, Hello 13. Diaphragm, diaphragm. Uh, I thought a diaphragm was up here. Where you breathe. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and then like, I don't know, everybody, everybody in that in that cast recording, I'm just like, yes, bitch. Can I say something really controversial really quick? Go for it. I say I controversial shit all the time. love the movie. Of a chorus line? <laughs> yes. Now, I think it's because, not because I think it's particularly good. And obviously I prefer the, oh my God, you, the look on your face right now. No, Thank you so much for listening. This is the end of the episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I, I'm going to get really emotional here. No, like I, 
uh, I'm from New Orleans, and after mm-hmm. Hurricane Katrina, used to watch that movie. Yeah, see, now I've gotcha. <laughs> no, well, no I, about, that's, no, that's... It was like, I, I don't know why, but in my brain, in my memory, it was like the only VHS that was like lying around the house I was living in in Baton okay. Rouge. And I was like, I just like watched it on repeat. Like, they're like, okay. um, let me dance for you. It's like, let t- me try. It's terrible, but yeah. I love the movie. I'm so sorry. I, I remember eating saltine crackers in Baton Rouge, watching that movie all the time. Well, I guess it depends on... It's always, so with things like that, it's when you were first exposed to it, like both in terms of age and like what, if you knew the show first or the movie first. So like with the Chorus Line movie, I do also, I do know people who like the movie, but it is a pure nostalgia first thing I was exposed to from that show. Completely, not for what it is, but for when it was. Exactly. I mean, I'm that way with a lot of 80s, there's so many 80s movies that are just completely terrible. Sure. But I... Love them. Of Some of them I love because they're terrible, like yeah. Teen Witch. Um, and oh my then, god, who would ever really want to go and top that? I know, right? Well, right? Is that Teen Witch? Yeah, that is Teen Witch. Oh my god, great. Fierce. And that is not something you would ever say, now is it, Josh? No. Oh. <laughs> I well, began it already! Yeah. So, That's for one person to know, and no one else to find out. No, everyone knows now. This guy. Uh, this guy. So, uh, so Josh is an actor. Uh, You might have seen him across the country or on Broadway in the Book of Mormon. Um, Playing a Mormon, I assume? Playing playing at at most, well, seven different Mormons. Okay. Yes. Um, But never a Ugandan. Never a Ugandan. That day never happened where, like, they were just desperate for people. Like, there were people, too many people out. There was only one day that I almost had to go on, not as a Ugandan, but for a Ugandan track. And I had to go on, um, there's a moment when uh, Darth Vader comes on. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, you're making things up again, Arnold. And there was a moment they were like, we just need another body. Like, will you go on? So I technically almost played a Ugandan role. It was just the track that that Ugandan. Just the track. And and you you can't see the face, obviously, because Darth Vader is, you know, Josh, I don't know if anyone's told you this, but blackface and black mask are exactly the same thing oh so you're God. really offensive i just learned that just now wow <laughs> wow terrible I mean, cause, and that's only funny if you know that darth vader has a, a black. black helmet but i think everyone knows that right like, i don't know this is a broadway podcast i don't know how true. many people know star wars a niche niche market yeah i don't know i've been spending most of our time on this podcast talking about smile and carousel and sally murphy so like i don't know what anyone would know about star smile wars too. oh my god there's so many things i'm obsessed with yeah um well smile can't be your obsession because i need someone to come on and interview me about smile because that is my obsession oh my god Great. i could talk about it for literal months really i was yeah Every time a stupid person says to me, why have they made a musical out of Drop Dead Gorgeous? I turn around and I say, because Smile already exists. You slap them with the playbill. I, I, like, <laughs> I have like four Smile playbills and I go, bam! Do you want to know something militantly gay? Sure. Is that I have Disneyland in a mail key. I do too. What's the high note? Uh, well, there's the note that's in the sheet music and that's a G. That I'm okay. Uh, Maybe I think the care because the someone from- give me Disneyland. I yeah, think yeah. that's the same note as the care. I have yes. that as I have that as a G. Me too. Um, well, hello. Wow. Um, but sometimes if I'm feeling really warmed up at the end, I will option up to an A. So I go, um, uh, someone give me Disneyland, take me there to Disneyland, and when I get to Disneyland, oh wow, I would do take me there. I would do like if I'm feeling like sure. hot. I've done, I've done I've done take me there because that one's actually a little easier to hit. But I, I do the, for some reason, maybe because it's the T that gets you to that note that makes right. it easier. Because when is a little difficult. But I always just do Jody Benson's, take me there. <laughs> totally. I, do, I always just do that. I go, someone give me Disneyland, take me there. I'm kind of having an out-of-body experience at how gay this conversation I love it so is. much. I'm obsessed, no, I'm absolutely obsessed. I'm with, like, officially dilated. Billy, I'd like to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow color. You're the top. 
So let's move on. Okay. Josh has an obsession that he's going to share with us today. I do. It's a big one. It's a big canvas, actually. It is a big canvas, and actually, I, and I had a really hard time because I'm obsessed with so many things. Give us the the place of what it is and why it is. The place of what it is and why it is. Yeah, so like, what, where, so this oh, obsession. Oh, this obsession. <laughs> you're oh, you're this like, obsession Josh, is. just answer the question. So, well, uh, my obsession is, what, 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 what do you mean? You mean like the physical place? No. So, okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And con- okay, great. Okay, so Josh is obsessed with a specific concert. Yes, specifically a moment of time in the concert. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, great. Now my small brain is understanding. Yes, okay. I am obsessed with the six ladies in red. Ladies, at, in, ladies red. in red at Stephen Sondheim's 80th birthday concert at formerly Avery Fisher Hall. Now it is David Geffen Hall at Lincoln Center. Thank you. That, that was the thing I was I was stressed about. I was like, oh fuck, where's what's the name of the place? Because yes. I kind of forgot. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, so specifically, we're, we're here. For. Yes, exactly. So Audra McDonald singing a glamorous, the glamorous life. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, Patty Lapone singing the ladies who lunch. Uh, then it's I. Oh, are we going? If we're going in actual order, I can do this for you because I just watched the clips. This wait, morning. I want to see if I can get it right. So the first one is not any of them. It's uh, the first one is uh, Patty Lapone doing the ladies who lunch. Oh, that glamorous life was first. Mm-mm. I'm almost positive it's Patti Lapone first. I think it's Patti Lapone Singing The Ladies Who Lunch. Yes. And then I believe it is uh, Marin Maisie doing Losing My Mind. I think, hold on, I have it written down. I'm not amazing. I think, uh, wow, I, I, I have a different order in my brain than you do. Um, well, you could be right. Because uh, first of all, it's... I'm frequently wrong. The, the, so there's no CD of the concert, first of all. And I actually, I have the concert on DVD. But um, there's no CD of the concert. So you know what? I once, I, I have it on DVD as well. And I once made a date in college. Like, our date was like watching it. Josh, <laughs> do you really want to get into this? Do you want to know what was playing when I lost my virginity? No. Tangled. Tangled? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, just Manny Moore's like, just like... Well, uh, no, it was on mute, because it was on oh, mute. Okay. So here's... No, I... The person I was with, I was like, I need something playing. I was like, my brain's going to go insane if it's like just us in the dark. And he's like, well, I don't... And it wasn't his apartment. He was staying at his... Uh, at uh, his agent's Child apartment. Child niece. <laughs> no, he was, he was a slightly older gentleman, but he was in town for a gig, and he was like, I'm at my, my agent's place. Um, and it's like, a not even his place, it's like a place that he rents. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, there's no TV, there's Wi-Fi, but like, he's like, I, uh, the only thing I have on my computer is Tangled. I was like, I'm renting it off of iTunes. And I was like, great, Tangled it is. So we put it on mute. So there you go. That so, is insane. It's a story. I mean, I'm happy that it wasn't like, and so I read book and got like her, her like just complete. Listen, there, there are worse voices to lose your virginity to than Mandy Moore. I was mine to Corinne Bailey Ray. Who? Which is, uh, Corinne Bailey Ray. She's a pop singer. Who? Corinne Bailey Ray. I don't know who. Oh my God, I guess. She's the, not in the Sondheim birthday <laughs> she's concert. She's not in the canon. Okay. It's uh, Patti Lapone, followed by Maren Maisie doing Losing My Mind, followed by Audra doing The Glamorous Life, then Donna Murphy doing Could I Leave You. Got it. Then Bernadette Peters doing Not a Day Goes By, and then, and then finally Elaine Stritch doing I'm Still Here. Yes. I'm almost positive that's the order. Wow, in my brain that is not, but great. I well, trust you. I mean... I trust you implicitly. Audra should always go first. And I thought that she did for some reason. I mean... But she and I share a birthday, so maybe that's just what I'm, I'm like oh, feeling that. fucking faggot. I know, I know. July 3rd. It's it's uh, me, her, um, Betty Buckley, and Patrick Wilson. All on July 3rd. So you share the same gender as Patrick Wilson, mm-hmm. but then Patty La- uh, uh, Bernadette, no, Patty LaBelle, <laughs> Patty LaBelle, uh, Audrey McDonald and Betty Buckley, I would say, is, are a nice blend of your personality. I think so too. Because you're crazy, but in an Audra way. Completely. I, I, I really, I, I take that as a, a deep, thick compliment. <laughs> 
Josh, please don't get me aroused during this podcast. I know, guys. I'm not wearing underwear right now. It's afternoon, so it's that's fine. <laughs> an afternoon boner. Yeah, exactly. um, that's if we weren't if these titles weren't like my obsession, such and such. I would call this my afternoon boner with, with Josh Daniel. Um, uh, I share a birthday with Mariah Carey and Quentin Tarantino, and I think that is a perfect blend that of my personality. That is very perfect. That exactly. is so on brand for me. Um, okay, so you first watched the Sondheim birthday concert. When it aired? When it aired. Okay. And then you made your date watch it. Yes. And then I got like the DVD somehow. And then I made, I made my date at like, uh, yes, I made my date watch Were it. You, so you were in school though when, when the movie. Correct. Was, yeah. Cause I was in school and yes. you're barely younger than me. Yeah. Like the, a hot, same age yeah, yeah, or something, right? No, you're, yeah, cause year. you're 91. I'm 91. So I yes. was, I was one and four months when you were born. Got it. I've seen so much. You've world. seen so much more. Um, God, wow. I know, but you wouldn't believe it looking at us. It's you would, true. You would think I'm five years younger. Truly. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm stretching my skin back. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, like, God, I need to apply there, more eye cream. There you are, Abby. Yeah. Um, so, w- what was your immediate reaction when you f- watched the concert? This is why I love being alive. <laughs> like, like not, not the song, like, just like the Nobody acted. did the song. I know, I know, kind of wild. No, but like, it, it inca- like, specifically that moment. With those red ladies. With those red ladies, I was like, oh my God. It just encapsulates every part of what I love at the musical theater. Like, mm-hmm. it is, it is grounded it is chaotic it is uh idiosyncratic it is like a very uh like uh, like what what i would say just there are some performances like that that are just a great a like exactly that's how you perform a song yeah i mean like and and not even in the crazy like uh uh quirky ways but like in like like mary Maisie, i think just delivers a beautiful god bless her soul a beautiful performance of losing my mind that is not colored by like her Quirks or anything. Yeah. It's she's just like telling a story, and it's like just perfect music theater. We, we'll get to that because I have notes about that. Okay, great. Um, she, yeah, no, I agree. That concert is actually, I think, it's a phenomenal concert in a number of ways because it's both like it is both tasteful and campy, if that makes sense. Yes, totally. It, it's directed by Lonnie Price, who's the original Charlie in uh, Merrily We Roll Along. Mm-hmm. He's now become a big director. Um, he did both Sweeney concerts at the, with the Philharmonic, the one with Patty, and then the one with Emma Thompson. He really loves like. The best way I could describe it is, like, gay quirks. Like, he really kind of um, leans into, like, the gay niche market of musical theater queens who are like, oh, I love this moment. Snap, snap, snap. Right, right, um, right, right, right. Like, at the last Sweeney concert, there was that famous moment where everybody came out in, like, black tie, and then Christian... Bo- and they are doing the ballad of Sweeney Todd, and then there's a beat, and Christian Bohr, like, tipped over a music stand, and then they all just started, like, ripping off their black tie and, like, trashing the stage, being like, we're gonna be more punkish with our Sweeney. Oh! And it, was, it was their way of being like... Audience, this isn't gonna just be like a black tie event. Yeah, we're Whoa. we're fun girls. Yeah, it's like, uh, we're not a regular mom. We're a cool exactly. mom. This is in Kaba. Um, and so, <laughs> the, like the co- birthday concert is both that for me, where it's like these really beautiful like performances that could translate anywhere. Yes. But then like that o- like that overture, that seven minute overture, where it's like first it's just like a beautiful arrangement with the Philharmonic, but then like. They start, but then like random bitstresses come out with like presents, and all of a sudden you're in the beginning of the Nutcracker. <laughs> yes. Um, and then like actors come out. It's like it's everybody's entrances, but the entrances aren't like I'm entering the stage to show you that I'm in this concert. It's them like attending the birthday party of Stephen Sondheim. So, like right. everyone's everyone's in black tie attire, and people are coming. Like people are well, the first couple of people are acting. Like yeah. Laura Austin and Bobby Steggert come on, and they're acting. They yeah, come on for- like. They're like, look at this beautiful hall that Steven decorated for his birthday. And yeah, Jen they're Col- giving you Muni style acting, for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> and then Jen Colella and Matt Cavanaugh come on and I'm like, hi, friends. So, like, you showed up too. Oh my God, and what a, and they, then they do um, You're Gonna Love Tomorrow. Right? Yeah, then, they, they do that Follies thing. Yeah, You're oh Gonna Love God, Tomorrow. So it is really good. So, 
concert happens. It's a lovely concert. Uh, David Hyde Pierce is the the MC mm-hmm. of sorts, um, and he's fine and gay. And then he introduces our ladies in red, and he sings "Beautiful Girls from Follies." Yes, because for a par- for as far as this concert's concerned, Follies is the only show Stephen Sondheim <laughs> ever wrote. the only show he's ever read. Because so much Follies. There's yeah. The Road You Didn't Take, there's Beautiful Girls, there's... Uh, I do do The Road You Didn't Take. Do yeah, John McCorn does it. Speaking of like performances where you watch and you're like, that's how you do that number. Yes, completely. And he's like a million years old. John McCorn, who's the original Ben in Follies, he's mm-hmm. a million years old, but he just fucking nails it. Really great. Um, And Laura Benanti does a song from Saturday Night, and it's like, really? Like, you have... So many people, right? Yeah, so many people Which in the world. Beautiful. It's a pretty song, but I'm also like, are we just like not gonna do uh like she could I don't know, I felt like she could have done literally anything else. Sure. Um soon. Yeah, they should have done the entire yeah. now later soon. Completely. Um they should absolutely should have. Uh the fact that they didn't is terrible. Yeah, that is kinda wild. They do a they do a weird Eiffel Tower of Little pre- uh, little priest with Patty Lapone, George Hearn, and Michael Sarvas. Describe that as an you, you. It's an Eiffel Tower. You should be jailed. <laughs> no, I should be celebrated. No, you should be incarcerated. Should, I've always said if I could have any job in the world, it would be the artistic director of Broadway. Um, it's, sure, it's not a job that exists, but I want it to exist. Fierce, because I feel like I can tell writers what shows they should do, where those shows should go, and what theater. Fierce, um, all that stuff, and no one listens to well, me. Make them dress for the job you want. <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna march down Times Square and just nude like these <laughs> it's like oh sure that's a naked boy yeah that's how that's how probably producers talk <laughs> I mean the ones that care about naked boys that's how they talk that's, that's true. a naked boy that's a naked boy come on over here <laughs> oh Jerry Mitchell hello yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll move into this then because yeah. oh god we're like already oh approaching an hour uh, we, haven't so even, we haven't even got de- the obsession we haven't even deconstructed it yet oh my god okay, okay. Birthday concert. Yes. We get to it. For yes. the ladies in red. Amazing. Let's start off with the first one. Amazing. We have ourselves Patty Lupone. Patty Lupone. Doing the ladies who lunch. Oh my god, I wrote down so many. I, wrote, I actually didn't write down many notes, but I wrote down like chicken scratch to remind me like what I'm going to Oh, you have, you have a little sheet. I have That's a little sweet. sheet. I have many. All right, so okay. first of all. Okay, so my first question is. Yes. Did Patty Lupone create the like sunken hip... Like, uh, I'm hand on my side elbow thing that now every girl does when they're singing, like, a sassy song. Do you mean, like, the, like, now I'm gonna sing a vampy song? I mean, I know you're only kind of, like, joke asking, but the truth is that I think it's Betty Davis who came up with that. Right, I'm only joke asking, but, like, I do think, but... But, no, so, but did she did she contribute I to think, it? I think Patty Lapone. Uh, when do you think Betty Davis made it? When, when, when and she was all born. her movies. Yeah. All of her movies. <laughs> that's true, that's very but, true, so, like, true, Betty true. Davis wasn't a musical theater actress. Right. Um, but, like, literally any movie where she played a sassy person, like, what, uh, or, or, uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane, she does that all the time. She does, she does two hip, uh, she does two hands on hips, and then she does the one hand on hip. It's, it's the, kind of wild. Yeah, and same thing with, um, All About Eve. Like, it's, it's that 1940s, 1950s, not vamp, but, like, jaded woman stance yeah it's yeah, the yeah, jaded, yeah. It's who's the, like it, also like cool with you knowing that she like sucks dick on the side <laughs> you know what i mean i do that's why i reacted the way that i did um yes no uh, patty lapone's energy has always been a woman who has seen many a dick in her life yeah and yeah. like there's not a dick that she could see that would shock her. Absolutely. She's unfazed by dick. Yes. And I like there are some women in musical theater where I feel like that's secretly who they are. Like I think Sutton Foster is a secret no dick can, yeah, can, yeah, can yeah, jade yeah. her. Like I think Sutton Foster 
has ridden this town from here to Kingdom Come. But she's very secret about it because, like, her exterior is girl next door. But inside, she's like, it's like, I'm the girl next door. And once you have me, Completely. I, will, yeah, I will rock your world. Exactly. And Patty Lapone is like, no, I'm up front. Like, yeah. Look at like I've seen millions of dicks, multitudes of dicks. Your your dick is not one that will throw me in any way. Completely, yes. Okay, yeah, that's my first thought about it. <laughs> um, also, okay, in, in general, I'm upset. Like again, I love vibrato, right? Yes. Like I'm, I'm like vibrato. It's just like I mean, it is it is a, a militant vibrato. Yes. And I'm obsessed with it. So okay, I have I I have like some specific notes here. Okay, amazing. So I so Josh told me last night, late last night, by the way. I'm so sorry. No, I. We both were up at one in the morning. Kind of wild. Yeah. yeah, I was I was expecting you to not respond to my text because it was so late, and then you did. Oh, I got And you. I was thrown. Um, <laughs> like, I'm Bernadette Peters, and you're a dick. <laughs> you threw me. Um, no, so you told me that this was going to be your obsession, so this morning I was watching and I took notes, so it's all very fresh in my head. Great. First of all, Patty and Elaine Search are the only people in pants. Everybody else is in a dress. Completely. Uh, Patty comes out. And she says, I like to propose a toast, which is the famous like intro to that song. Yes. And everybody laughs and goes wild. And they have a shot of Stephen Sondheim. Yes. His reaction is, the way I wrote his reaction is like, ha ha, cool. Wait, yeah, but I wrote down like, did Sondheim not know that line? Like, no, he I was, don't think he knew that was what was going to happen. No, I know, but like, it, it, it's, it's it, his reaction is almost like, like, oh, I didn't know that was the line that started. The, I don't know. It's like. I think, I think it's more, because there was probably no program, so no one knew what songs were going to happen. It's a birthday. So it's yeah, a surprise. Exactly. And so Patty comes out. And no one knows what she's going to sing. Right. And when she does that, I think it's all everyone going like, oh my God, Patty LaPone's about to sing Lady Too Much. Lunch. Right. And she's always said that, like, she's like, I don't know what Stephen Sondheim thinks of me. Like, we're friendly and we work together, but like, we're not really friends and I don't think he's a big fan of me. Uh-huh. But like that reaction that he had when he found when he realized that's what she was going to sing is not somebody who's not a fan. Completely, his he literally like uh, he claps literally um like he extends his arms all the way yeah. Like, it's like, like the most egregious like huge. Clap He's I've just ever so seen. happy. She then cracks her knuckles before she begins. She literally she intertwines her fingers. I'm gonna pull it up now. Oh god, please. So we have. So oh I I need to. <laughs> yep. Yes. She literally, she she literally goes. I like to propose a toast, and then cracks her knuckles. Like, let's start this. Shit. Like, let's go, bitches. Yes. Let's do. Let's do this, bitches. <laughs> my share. And then impression. right, right off the bat, Patty Lapone gives drag queens everywhere a great name mm-hmm. because you can think. So with drag queens, when they impersonate female icons, uh-huh. it's always like an exaggeration of their idiosyncrasies. Completely. So like, Patty Lapone is known for. Uh, Diction issues and then mm-hmm. also like weird phrasing. Yes. Um. So her first thing she does is she goes, "Here's to the ladies who lunch." Everybody laughs. <laughs> she immediately gets the drag queens in the world to go, "Oh, we're correct." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, like my, my general obsession with Patty is her uh, religious. Um, attachment to rhythm. <laughs> like, she will sing o- o- the ink and only the ink. And so it's like, I- I'm sure, like, like literally in the mm-hmm. sheet music, it's like, here's to the ladies who, like, like I'm sure that is exactly the notes that were written. Yes. Well, so, okay. Yes and no. Right. Because, so, this is why she's a fucking alien and why I love her and hate her. Mm-hmm. Um, she does do that. But she also, it's, so when I went to school, the way that we were taught music was to learn it exactly and then eventually like slowly interpret it yourself yeah of course like don't come to it and be like I'm gonna kind of wing this like learn exactly how it's written and then you slowly start to like uh, make it your own so she does that like it's she, she'll she do things like hit each note at its exact value yeah but then a random lyric she'll just like elongate the vowel for one note because she likes it so for example she goes um, 
another thousand dollars oh with, sure sure and sure she's, she, i have to believe she's the first person to ever come up with that riff for to riff at all on the ladies on who the lunch, ladies lunch is kind of a insane. song that elaine stritch originated to fucking riff on it is kind insane. Of insane yeah so for to go another thousand dollars also i love watching elaine stritch watch patty lapone sing this by the way yes. it's like really beautiful well the best joke they make on it speaking of campy and tasteful yes. is there's the famous line she goes uh because they've been sitting choosing a hat does anyone still wear a hat and then Patty Lapone turns because Elaine Stritch is wearing a hat. Exactly. And then and Elaine just like showcases the hat. <laughs> she just like bends down. She goes, she bends down. She's like, yes, I'm wearing a hat. The OG's wearing a motherfucking exactly, hat, bitches. Exactly. Here's to the ladies who lunch. Everybody laugh. Lounging in the caftans and planning a brunch on their own behalf. Off to the gym Then to a fitting Claiming their fat And looking grim Cause they've been sitting Choosing a hat Does anyone still wear a hat? Uh, also, her rises are all different vowels. She goes, everybody, rise! I rise, love that journey! Rise. And then just her commitment to the last one, where it, you can just I, you can just feel the little like ball of phlegm. Like, ah, like mm-hmm. but she just commits to it. I'm so obsessed. I also love how, basically, she just speaks the everybody. She goes, here's everybody. to the... Everybody. Like, yeah, to everybody, rise! Yes. Oh, I'm going to find it. I think it's at 410. Oh, here we go. Uh, okay. Here Final notes on on Miss Patty's Ladies Who Lunch. What else do I? This okay. is also the beginning. I don't think she'd ever done Ladies Who Lunch in a I public so setting either. until this. This was the first time. Um, I, I just don't know. I love Patty Lapone. Like I think she's truly phenomenal. I have a love hate relationship with her. I, um, I kind of like even the parts that I'm like, oh, I hate this. I like love them. This, so, yeah, this concert. So this these performances. I think you were talking about this earlier with Marin Maisie in terms of her performance of uh, Losing My Mind. Some of the performances lean into exactly. the stereotype that we think of these act- of these actresses, and, and I think that's the sort of party energy you were talking. That's campy. Yes, and exactly. th- this feels it, it was made for my gay date in college. This, th- like, honestly, this is like this is not for Stephen Sondheim's idiot. It is no. for gay boys like us. And then you had the best sex of your life. No, afterwards. we didn't actually. He didn't get in the mood after Patty Lapone's Ladies Lunch. Didn't get, didn't get him there. No, <laughs> we hooked up later in the year, I think, or something like that. Oh, hi Wayne. <laughs> Oh, names, names, names. names. I names. No, I think I think Wayne would remember that. Like our like very boring. Well, I had a great time, but like I, not great, very sexy date. No, you you got a semi, but he was not at all dilated. Completely, completely, no, exactly. That's how you knew you were incompatible. Exactly. Yeah. That's if if I'm sorry. If you don't get semi dilated after Marin Maisie's round tones, round. No tones. one has time for you. Oh, look, it's wild. It we'll is wild. Yeah. Speaking of, Marin Maisie <laughs> yes! comes to the stage. Is she next? She's next. Okay, great. Um. So, Losing My Mind is a song for me, similar to Send in the Clowns, where mm-hmm. I think people tend to oversing it. 
Completely. Completely. Yes. And Losing My Mind is a little easier to oversing because it is a beautiful melody and, like, it's a torch song, so there's, like, there's sound that needs to be there. But, okay, so I don't know how gay we're about to get here. Love it. How familiar are you with Follies? Pretty familiar. It's not the Sunheim show I'm most familiar with, I wouldn't say. Okay. But, like, and you know there are, like, multiple recordings of it, Yes, right? yes, of course. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So there was the uh, concert in the 80s at the same space, back mm-hmm. when it was Avery Fisher Hall. And that concert had Mandy Patinkin, it had... George Hearn, Barbara Cook, a young Liz Calloway. Um, Placement that changed generation. Mm-hmm. That concert actually, in my opinion, changed how we view the voices for Follies in what I think is actually kind of a bad way. Mm. Because George Hearn is an operatic singer. Yes. And he played Ben. So now we cast all these operatic Bens when I'm like, we really don't... Like, you need someone with musicality, obviously. Like, John right. McMartin was not an operatic singer. He was no. a singing actor. And that's what I feel like we need with Ben's, but we get like the Philip Quast and we get the Ron Rains who are like, the Roger didn't take the right. Da, da, da. Totally. And, and so and we just don't need it. We don't need it. And don't max out your vocal credit card. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, my semi went down long <laughs> ago. Uh, then you have Barbara Cook uh-huh. uh, as Sally. And Barbara Cook, one of the best voices ever to grab Broadway. Yes. But they obviously upped all of her keys because Sally's actually an alto role with some soprano notes. Mm -hmm. But Barbara Cook is a full-blown soprano. She's like, what's a chest voice? Um, So everything's up there and it's very beautiful and like classical. But then we're like, well, our Sally's have to sing Lose My Mind. Like, the sun comes up. And that's not what it is. That's not what the text is. No, not at all. Um, So I love this performance with Maren Maisie because they do it in the original key. And she does it in her chest voice for a lot of it. But here's my question now. Yes. Is it chest? Is it mix? Is it... I, like, I don't under... Like, it feels to me sometimes like a heady... Mi- like, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a weird... Oh, I, I described it as a Marin mixie. <laughs> I, like, I think I'm... only she can produce the sound like that, and it's sort of so open, and like... <laughs> do you know what I mean? I would need everyone to know, I don't think any person has ever thrown me so much in a recording <laughs> session of this podcast, ever, ah. with the things... M- Marin Mixie. Because, uh, like, who, no one else produced did you, sound? Did you come up with that? Yes. Okay. I mean, I, I think I did. Copyright it, because that is fucking brilliant. <laughs> and I would make that my drag name if I didn't already have five. Um, Marin Mixie. Holy fuckballs. I'm obsessed it, it just, with that. Because, well, like, I don't really understand it. Like, yes, she's mixing, but also it's chesty. Well, well so, okay. Um, what she's doing is she's not giving a lot of pressure into any of her ranges. So I think she is actually... Uh, going into chest and then into head. I don't think she's really mixing. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah. To, to, to me, it feels like she's like a good singer in that like, um, <laughs> yeah, wow, in, she's insane like, opinion. Mary Maisie is a good singer. Oh my god, um, controversial. Yeah, controversial. Hot takes coming in hot. No, she. I feel like she really like just breathes and like like lifts her soft palate and yes. releases the larynx and lets her voice decide where it wants to go instead of like monsters like me and I think Patty Lupin mm-hmm. who are like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, so Maramese has like a very powerful chest voice when she choose when she chose to use it. Completely. She, because her like her chest is very like it's very powerful. It's not throaty in the sense of like rawness, but it's throaty in the sense that as you said, it's very open. It's soft. It's soft palate is lifted. It and is all like that 90s stuff. musical theater chest voice. Yeah. Like not poppy, but like sort of like big ragtimey. Yeah. It's, it's, ragtime. it's it's brassy and it's full on Broadway. Yes. Um. This she's probably giving ten percent sound here yes which is why and it's too low for her to really mix it it doesn't really go into her passaggio but it's sort of like she could make the choice to give it 100 percent sound and belt the whole thing because it's in that range mm-hmm. 
but instead she'll like lilt up to the high notes. So it's not really mixed. It's just like a soft head voice. Yeah. That's how I have listened to it so far. I would like to make a note of how beautiful she looks. She looks... I mean, best dressed. Best, best dressed. Best, best dressed. hair. Best hair. Look, she's just regal and beautiful. And like, in general, I think what we were saying is like, she doesn't like, it's just a fucking great music leader performance. It's Absolutely. not like, I, I, I'm obsessed with the Patty, mm-hmm. like, like uh, all the, you know, the, the Elaine, you know, all of them, like Donna Murphy, it gives you like Donna Murphy and drag. You know what I mean? Donna Murphy is in an well, acting class. Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll get it's to that. Be wild. Donna Murphy's doing an acting exercise <laughs> and, and, and everyone else paid a thousand dollars to and see it. And we are all there to witness it. Um... <laughs> But she just gives a really fucking, just perfect musical theater performance. It is honest. To the point where you're like, I was mad that we never got to see Marin Maisie play Sally in a professional production of Follies. Fully agree. After this performance, I was like, why has, why never, why I didn't I chose right now thinking of her saying, you said you loved me, or were you just being kind? Oh, God. I mean, like, a, like, because it's just so honest and like, and like, dynamic yet simple. Yeah. It's, it's, so, well, it's, so it's, it's, it's dropped in and it's natural. Uh, I, oh, I talked about her sculpted hair. Her hair is sculpted. sculpted. <laughs> it, is, it is a gorgeous hairstyle. Yes. It's beautiful. Um, I said exact and gorgeous. Back and forth between chest and head voice. Um, does no one know? So, okay, I'm going to... So, we'll start with the beginning and then I'm going to f- flash forward to later on. Oh, my God. Um, she When she looks. full on... Oh, God damn it. And her arms are toned. Oh my god. She's just And there's a RuPaul's Drag Race ad on YouTube.com. Yeah, and here we go. <laughs> the sun comes up. I think about you. The coffee cup. I think about you. I want you so. Mirren Mixie. Like, like, what is that? It's, I'm telling you, it's head voice. It's head voice, but it's just it's 10 percent. The energy just really gets in pure chest yeah. in there, right? Well, and, and that's how a lot of people actually get away with quote unquote mixing is that they just do head voice, but it's in a light tone. Completely. And they don't. Uh, so I'm Josh and I both are now teaching young people. Yes. Um, and I have a girl radicalizing our youth. Literally. Mm-hmm. And I have a girl who's learning about mixing. She's 12. And so, like, her voice really isn't there yet where I she can truly mix. a 12-year-old has to learn how to fucking mix because, like, she's going to be Zoe Hansen like, next week or something. Sort of. Well, she's auditioning for a performing arts high school. Sure. And, and the person who picked her song for her picked a, uh, an old standard from, like, the 40s. And it's making her go back and forth between head and, uh, and chest voice. And so I've been telling her less emphasis on both. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, because right now you're giving me 110% on both of them and you sound lovely, but it sounds very much like I'm flipping, I'm flipping, I'm flipping. Right. I said, if you go down to like 80% energy behind these sounds, it'll sound more fluid and that's actually how you get into your mix. Is like you vocal pedagogy. What? Look at wow. do, Does she have a BFA? Does she? Does she? She do. <laughs> she do. Um, I mean... From Emerson University, right? Emerson College. Oh, sorry. Emerson <laughs> University. Don't make me sound fancier than I, I am. I don't know anything. I'm a garbage cunt. That's what yeah, I am. Yeah, okay, well, obviously. All right. All right, so now I have 235, Does No One Know? So I think this is belted here. Okay. Does no one know? It's like I'm losing my mind. All afternoon, doing every little chore. The thought of it. Nights to think about you. You said you loved me. 
uh, final statement before we move on. Um, uh, that uh, a true loss for the American Musical Theater that we we lost Marin, and I yeah. so they went to thank her for her service to the American Musical Theater. And also, I have to say that Jason Daniel Lee, her husband, mm-hmm. is like one one of my like probably like one of my greatest idols ever in oh musical God. theater and I I got to meet him because my boyfriend just did a show with him and like that's why Patrick Sulkin worked Patrick on Pretty Woman yeah um, former music director of Pretty Woman the musical about uh, to go to Hamburg Germany to music supervise Pretty Woman das she, Musical she's international Kenzie she's international fish um <laughs> She, uh, but uh, that Jason is really that the, the, both of them are just amazing yeah. musical talents. So that's um, my final thoughts. Yeah, I, J, <sighs> talk about obsessed. Jason Danieli's placement on that. What is that like a B or a C at the end of Riddle Song? It's a C. It's a C. That's us. The, I, I could talk about him singing that score. Like that, I honestly thought Flea Collins was almost my obsession. Yeah, no, his placement on that score is insane. He's one of the greatest male singers. Insane. And, yeah. Um, they're they and they do it in this concert as well. They do um, the it's gonna be all right, and it's it's weird because like it's just so easy for both of them. Like it's actually kind of low for both of them. Yes. So that was a song where I'm like, they should. I don't know, like. I was trying to think of like a great duet that they could have like just fucking annihilated. Just like um, sung. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like um, I don't know. Part of it was like, what if we just like flipped it and they did like a female duet? But like they, you can't ask them to do. There's always a woman. Uh, right. I don't know. Like, is there like a great female duet in the Sondheim canon? I don't think so. Why is the only duet coming to mind every day a little time? <laughs> they could have done that! They could have done it really Oh my god, oh, he should have been, he should have been Charlotte and she would have been Anne. It would have been amazing. Yeah, totally. I would, I would have, listen, that, speaking of gay and campy and tasteful. Yeah! Um, wow. Yeah. Thank no, you, Maren, for your service. True loss. Next up, we have Audra McDonald. With whom I share a birthday. So, okay, Audra is singing The Glamorous Life. Yes. Which uh, was written for the movie version of A Little Night Music. Yes. It's not in the show show. And which, which I think is an underrated song. Yeah, and I think it's because the movie sucks such donkey balls that no exactly. one really knows it. Exactly. Um, but it, and it's not really a song that's meant to be done on stage because it's supposed to narrate what's happening in the film. But it works well in a concert because yeah. it tells a story. Two things that I love about this. So Audra can belt. She doesn't yes. do it often, but she can. Oh my god! And there's a moment in this that I really love. Same. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love it. Um, but when the gay and resilient, it's like it's uh, so thrilling. Summer, the way she goes. Sometimes the summer. Oh my god, so good. And then the way she also says, um, "But ordinary daughters seldom get a letter." In yes. Ah, uh, but speaking of which, her tones. She'll go from American to English. Yeah. Off. The, so she'll say, she'll she'll say like um. I'm trying to think, uh, something like, she'll say like day or may or something like that. It'll be very American. And then she'll say costumes. So it's like every <laughs> totally. now and then Juilliard just comes out. Like the Juilliard operatic training comes yes. out. And she goes, costumes, unravel, brooches. And then she'll go, sometime the summer. So it's like, again, it's brilliant, but it is like leading into some of that. Excuse me. It's leaning into some of that stereotype that we put on Archer McDonald's, the performer. Absolutely. Because like, yes, she's a versatile actress and singer, but like, She's first. Yeah, she's first. <laughs> but like, you don't get to be like the diva and like the star, the star that she is, without having like trademarks. You know? Absolutely. And also, like, w- w- one thing I love about this is that she's such, she's so like womanly and mature. Mm-hmm. But like, I love that. Oh, sorry, I moved the mic. Um, she uh brings this like childish energy yeah. to it that is really lovely to see from her. Which you have to. Which you have song. to with the song, of yeah. course. But like, it's really lovely to see from someone we expect to be so w- uh, womanly and so like you yes. know sort of like you know yeah. Because yeah. the song is the daughter of the main role, Desiree, who's an actress. Yes. Her daughter is singing about her mother's like glamorous life. And yes. the joke in the movie is like that the life's not glamorous. But right. um, anyway, we don't see that. We just see Audra be amazing. Um, I'm just gonna fast forward a little bit. Um, 
Okay, I'm gonna go to 130. Uh, so this, I think this should be an example of her changing accents. RuPaul again. Amazing. Uh, also, while I was looking these up, so many pre-video ads with Natalie Portman. As an example scene, let's just say... Yes! I'm playing a character whose boyfriend's Same! cheating on Same! Oh my god! I'm like, bitch, I don't care about your acting class. Jesus. Oh, dang. Diddy. So it's like weirdly in between. Her brooch is only glass, Brooches. and her costumes unravel. Costumes. So she goes glass. She goes glass is American. Glass and her costumes unravel. Yeah, and it's, and it's almost like kio- there's like a, a Y in there. I'm like costumes. That's like uh, when Miss Kasha Davis on Drag Race says like welcome. <laughs> I think you're the only person who's ever quoted Kasha Davis. I gotcha. since this is a non-visual medium like her eyes like dilate yeah like when it's if, if, if Marin Maisie's mouth is the majority of her face Audra McDonald's eyes are the majority completely Audra McDonald I would actually say that's another like thing of hers is that her eyes are very wide when she sings mm-hmm. she does not like she never also, does like sleepy eyes it's always big and her bright her arms are oh she's got so, Michelle she's got Michelle Obama she has arms. Michelle Obama arms I mean like she's so sexy yes yeah. this will so um n- Natalie Walker, famous Twitter Broadway sure. stress, who's also been on this podcast, didn't do a... What was Natalie's ob- obsession? She didn't do an obsession. Uh, so, fuck. I know. So, we've had, like, pe- people on the pod who came on, like, as a guest sure, sure, while sure, sure, John sure. and I were doing it. The obsession is very new. Cool. Um, but so, like, we've had Natalie, uh, Caitlin Kinnan came on, uh, people like that. I would love to get Natalie back on to do an obsession. She'd yeah. probably do Audra. Um but when Natalie and I were at stage door together, we had the same... Th- we like What made Natalie and I become friends was we both loved Audra McDonald. We were like really the only teenagers who felt that way about her. Mm-hmm. And it was the year before 110 in the Shade. Mm-hmm. And she was presenting at the Tony Awards. And she came out looking snatched. Like, I think her hair was straightened and like wavy and beautiful. She just looked so toned. Uh-huh. Um, and like her camera was like maybe four or five at the time. So like, you know, she was like a working mom. Yeah. But she just looked so amazing and we both just felt like sit down Audra McDonald sit down Audra sit down Audra nobody wants to feel bad about themselves right now someone's about to lose an award exactly don't rub it in their faces that you look the way you do Truly right now just sexy yeah and amazing. like I know it's you know whenever we shouldn't worry about what people's bodies look like blah, 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 blah. but like also I'm sure she worked very hard for that body and she yeah. should know that we all see it we see it we see it we see the work she does and we we, we see those arms um she's just oh god she's just amazing yes um yeah and uh, she also does this thing with her. She, she points, like, to back where she goes, mine's away in a place. She, like, oh, yeah. points her, she's like, mine's away in a place. Like, her mom's, like, it's just backstage. It's, it's, okay, it's, I wish this were a visual podcast. A, because my reactions, I've been told by many people, like, should be seen when sure. I react to people. But, yeah, no, like, especially this. But you can, you can look all of these up online. Exactly. Um, and, please, and please do. Please do. They're all in red. It's Required beautiful. reading. It's, um, it's also, I, I wrote down that, um, so, obviously, her, I mean, her, um, 
voice is stellar. However, I, I feel like by the end, mm-hmm. she is like so in it and is pushing, like doing her like it's just super strong head voice that it kind of she sounds to me like when I took like one too many mucinexes. <laughs> There's some scratchiness. There's the end. some scratch. It's like oh, yeah. I, like I didn't need that third mucinex that I took. No. No, I I know exactly. I literally write down at the end, like, there's a scratchy throatiness, but it's also, um, it's like, it's in and out, though. So I'm not sure if it's just, like, she's tired or she's just acting or she forgot technique for a hot second. Right. Because, like, like, every, like, three notes will be beautiful. And and it's not even that the scratchy notes are not beautiful. It's just, like, you can hear, like, some roughness. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the last note comes out and it's beautiful. And then it's scratchy, 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 beautiful. And she does does this music with her hack at the end that I'm so obsessed with and I think we should all do that, like, I just finished a song, like... (gasps) Gasp of yes, air after. Read, <laughs> wait, wait, shit, no. I think I did the same thing. Uh, the gasp... Oh, God damn it, where's, where is it? Um, oh, Marin Maisie does the same thing at the end of Losing My Mind. It she takes like, a big breath at the it end. It is such a hack, mm-hmm. but I'm obsessed with it. Like, I think we should, everyone should do it. Yes, everyone should do it. I also wrote down for Marin Maisie, by the way. She sits down in, like, Donna's face. Donna Murphy. She sits next to Donna Murphy, Marin Maisie. And Donna's face is just like, I'm so proud of you. And they hold hands. Yes. And I'm sitting there going, see, Fosca and Clara could have been friends if they were oh if they both were competing God. for a man. They weren't competing for a stupid fucking man. Call me crazy. I get the idea that they all love each other, except Bernadette hates all of them. That is my background. That's my, like, um background acting. I actually... Sort of yes and no. I think that they all love each other. So also, it's important to note that all of them, except for Audra, had done a Sondheim role on Broadway. Um, a very good point. Uh, and only... Uh, and Donna, Marin, Bernadette, and Elaine had originated Sondheim roles. Mm-hmm. Patty had done Sweeney Todd and Gypsy. Right. Audra had only done Sondheim at, like, Ravinia Festival, and obviously he knew her because she's, yeah, she's Audra. Yeah, she's Um... But she never done a Sondheim show on Broadway. Huh. Um, so that's it was always that's always interesting to me, like that they're like the Sondheim ladies. Yes, um, that is very interesting. Uh, but the way I always sort of viewed it was like you have like, like there are the close friendships. Like Donna and Marin obviously knew each other from passion and like yeah, had yeah, remained yeah. close. Um uh Marin and Audra knew each other from ragtime. Audra has like performed with Patty Lapone for years and years and years. Um I think and like I think Elaine Stritch and Patty Lapone eventually became close after this concert when Patty started doing Ladies Who Lunch more mm-hmm. often and did Joanne and the Philharmonic Company. Um I think it's less that Bernadette hates them and more sort of like Bernadette if ever there was a true alien on that stage. All Broadway actors are weird aliens in their own way. Mm-hmm. Cuz like think about it like you are it's psychotic. You're emoting eight times a week. Like you're you're tricking yourself to go through oh my life God. journeys yeah, eight times aliens, a week. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, the good the good ones are anyway. Yes, say. exactly. There are, there are other people I won't name names, but there are a couple of successful Broadway actors where I see them on stage and I'm like, I feel like you read what sadness looks like in a book and you're doing that. Um, um, I like actually know people who like. There's a literal book. It's like. You make this face too. It's like the Joey and Friends, the rub your tummy yes, and yes, smile yes, 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 and yes. nod. Uh-huh. Like, mm, this is good food. Oh, and like, let the record reflect, like, I'm not saying this is true that Bernadette hates everyone else on the stage. No, but it's the subtext it, that you like. It is, that, that's the world that I've created. It's yeah. like Bernadette's like, no, but so, so what I So what I mean is that uh, of these alien ladies, because they're mm-hmm. all truly aliens, I find Bernadette the most alien. Yes. Like, if they're all from planets, Bernadette's is the furthest planet away. Completely. And so I feel like she kind of came to this concert cloaked in some kind of garment. Fully. Fully. Went into, like, a closet to, like, prepare herself. And it wasn't that she didn't talk to anybody because she didn't like anybody, but, like, legitimately just, like, was almost unaware that anyone else was on the stage with right. her. Right. She's like, oh, this isn't just me performing with the Philharmonic? Right, exactly. Yes, like, in her mind, she has been alone on that stage from the get-go. Yeah, from birth. <laughs> yes. She's just like, oh, 
there are other women on stage. And it's not like that she thinks less of them, but I think she, it's, it feels like she just legitimately forgot and could not see anybody. Completely, completely. That's completely. what it feels like to me. And sometime this summer, she'll come galloping over the green. Sometime this summer, to my rescue, my mother the queen. Ordinary mother's thriving. Moving on. We have... Miss Donna Murphy. Donna Murphy. It, so, what did I write? So also, okay, we did. All, we already said Donna Murphy treats this song like she's in an acting class. So it's like she's throwing all the spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. And is seated for the, for be- the ma- majority of the beginning. And then she gets, she's also, so, I mean, like, people, it's, I'm not quite sure what the miking situation is on this. Because, like, Patty Lapone is standing with no handheld mic or anything like right. that. Right. I guess she's got a body mic. Um, then Marin comes on in front of, like, a regular mic. Mm-hmm. Then Audra comes on in front of the regular mic. Then Donna just, like, moves around. And then Bernadette comes on, like, in front of the mic. And then Elaine Stritch comes back and does the patty, like, I don't want a mic. Nah, I, need a, I need a stand. But also, I was a little shady to say, but it is true. I would say if Donna Murphy had a trademark as an actress-singer, it is that she's sometimes flat. Mm-hmm. But it's not unpleasant, if that makes sense. It's Yeah, like, I'm, like, so I, I think, like, I would hope that Miss Murphy agrees that if she were to listen to this like she'd be like yeah there's no sound of flat but like I don't care really no like for, with this song and with her like I'm kind of like it's almost like it's a choice like she's being jazzy all the time um did you see did you see her jazzy is is the, kind the, generous well, <laughs> if you okay and I say this after having seen her in Dolly twice did you see her in Dolly did I didn't you, see her in Dolly who, did you see anyone in Dolly I saw Beth okay seeing Don in Hello Dolly was very mind-altering to me because it was the first time I truly understood the appeal of the title song Mm -hmm. because until then like they did the title song with Bet, and I'm like I don't get why this song kills the way that it kills like it's a fine song I don't think it's exceptionally staged I don't think it's exceptionally built like it's just sort of it just keeps going and going and going and then I saw Donna do it and like the emotion of seeing Donna Murphy who had lost her husband and like was going to retire from theater literally rejoined the human race in that number I cried wow I cried and then I went to go see her final final show with my friend Amanda and I actually took audio for her final Hello Dolly and uh, they do those good old days hello and she's supposed to go like hello hello but Donna went hello hello and until that moment she was like throaty jazzy flat and then she just I gotta I'm gonna bring it up oh, right, I'm obsessed. It, you, can, you can even hear me go ha ha like it's <laughs> it's just Okay, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I literally just, and then I shout, yes! Yes! Because until that moment, so it was her like last show, so it was very much like her entire body was in it. Her her chin was up for the gods to like strain for those notes. Because like, she's older and and if I'm being perfectly honest, I don't truly believe she ever had vocal training. No. Whatever she claims, I never think she did. Agreed. Same, like, Adina Menzel claims she had vocal training before Rent. Sis. And, like, no, no, no. There's, Sis. like, Rent cast album and Wild Party, you finally went to a voice teacher. Because, like, we can tell. That placement is so different. Yeah, and, like, um, and that's okay. Like, yeah. we all have different journeys. Just be honest about it. Like, when Barbara says she never had a voice lesson in her life, I'm like, no, no, no. Your placement on the Funny Girl cast album and the soundtrack is very different, mm-hmm. and someone taught you that. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Just, like, be open. Yeah. Um, so she's like that entire show, great. I loved it so much, but like, no, flat jazziness. Yes, um, amazing. Ah, which brings and us to to could I leave you? Could I leave you? So I need notes from you first. Um, okay. You know, like Professor Quirrell in 
Harry Potter, how he's like wearing Voldemort's head and it kind of looks like... Yes. Like, what is her hair? Like, it looks she like has she's... a piece. That's right. gotta be a piece on her head. I, it must be, but it looks like she's like holding Voldemort's head. Like, it's like, yeah. it, it looks it, like outer planetary. Well, um, so, okay. So, if the whole idea is that this is supposed to be like a birthday party and they're mm-hmm. all like dressed to impress for this birthday party. Donna looks like she had everything together and then got fucked really good in the car ride over. Absolutely. Because, like, everything is technically in place, but, like, some hair pieces are askew. The dress is, like, kind of off at the same time while also fitting her at the same time. It, do you, like, yes, yeah. completely, completely. Yeah. It just looked like she got fucked real good beforehand <laughs> and, like, did not have time to touch herself up. Absolutely. And, and the, it, it is the, like, just been fucked energy that she brings to Could I Leave You. Or, like, just been fucked and, like, he came, but, like, I didn't. Yes! And, you yes! Know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, and that's the energy she's bringing, which I kind of love. It was, like, it was a, not necessarily that she got close, but that, like, she was well on her way to getting there. And mm-hmm. then she, like, got maybe 70% of the way there. So, like, she needed another 15 minutes, but then he came and she was, like, Fuck. Fuck. I've got to go do this concert. <laughs> yeah. And so she's got this energy of, like, the, I haven't come yet, and I was, like... Pretty what? close. I was on my way. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's this manic energy of, like, that and, like, maybe a line of coke. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what other notes do you um, have? I, uh, the, the, the brooch, whatever, is, just, is like... That, the thing that's holding her dress together. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, the, or maybe her body together. Like it, lo- <laughs> like, it looks like some sort of, like, alien, like, thing. Like, well, if I take this off, then they'll see exactly who I am. Like, the, the, like the green ribbon on the yes, neck. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's, like a, it's, um, it's like a fancy paperclip that's Completely. holding... Completely. A bejeweled paperclip. Um, Elaine Stritch notably laughs in, yeah. at this performance. Mm-hmm. Which is which is of note. Yeah. Um, I, I, honestly, I really I like watching it. It's it, I I don't like listening to it. No, but I like watching it. Well, again, leaning into the leaning stereotypes, into everything that makes Donna Murphy Donna Murphy. Yes, it's the flatness of some of the notes. It's the she she's so okay. It's weird that she's flat as often as she is because she is so I don't want to say in the mask because it's not like necessarily mask but it's very nasal like she's pinning it all up in into the nose yeah. area um, yeah now, could i leave you could i leave you yeah um and it's like crazy acting choices again it's it's a class because she's throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing yes. with six but like you do that to see what choices work but it's just like she's coming up with these choices on the spot and there's a moment, we'll get to it, there's a moment that I called her sexy baby moment, where she walks across the stage like a sexy little baby. Yeah. And she goes, could I live through the pain on a terrace yeah, in Spain? It would pass. It would pass. Like, yeah, it's totally. It's her, her sexy baby moment. Full um, sexy baby. And a lot of talk is like, world's best books. Yes. Um, yes, she, yes, yes. She loves to do that. It's preparing us for Elaine Stritch doing I'm Still Here like it's a deaf poetry jam session. Spoken word, Elaine Stritch. Yeah, Elaine Stritch truly really tops out at like at base C. <laughs> yes, that's her top. Yes, <laughs> oh, Elaine Stritch could top you good for sure. Uh, all right, so let's begin this. Oh she also God. takes her damn time on this intro. Yes, like she's living in that intro. Like the light's already on her, and she's still not yeah, starting. Yeah, that, that was her go. And Gemignani's like, what? What? Huh? Behind. <laughs> also behind, already behind, already, behind. already jazzy. How could I go it alone? Could I wave the years away with a quick goodbye? How do you wipe tears away when your eyes are dry? Sweetheart, lover, could I recover? Give up the joys I have known. 
Not to fetch your pills again every day at five. Not to give those dinners for ten elderly men from the UN. How could I survive? Could I leave you and your shelves of the world's best books and the evenings of martyred looks? And then it just and then it just gets bigger and bigger and to the point where it's just like Shakespearean. Wait a goddamn minute! Yeah, yes. Uh, oh. Yeah, the the full like guttural like bloody yes at the end is just. She's like, I don't have a show for three weeks. So I'm just yeah. gonna blow it out today. It, I, I really that is I think excellent. At yeah, the end. obsessed. You know what's last thing about Donna Murphy that always blows my mind is that she played Drood on Broadway. She belted right. writing on the wall. Can you imagine? No. I can't either. Could I live through the pain on a terrace in Spain? Would it pass? It would pass. Could I bury my rage with a boy half your age in the grass? Ooh, bet your ass. But I've done that already. Or didn't you know, love? Tell me how could I leave? When I left long ago, long. It is like for not like being a singer. She definitely her speaking tone is musical. Yeah, like it's not good music, but like it's musical. <laughs> it's not music I want to listen it's to. New it's new music, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, now we're gonna move on into Bernadette Peters. Not wow. a day goes by, and I have just one note which says drunk. Yeah, and I what did I write? <laughs> I wrote vulnerable and hates everyone. <laughs> Like, it, 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 I think that's it with Bernadette. Now, a funny thing about Bernadette is that I, I'm not, I'm not as obsessed with her as I used to be. But like when I was, when I was like growing up, I was a, like, I have a signed headshot of Bernadette Peters that my high school boyfriend got me. Ugh. Truly. How dare um, you have a high school boyfriend? I, I was, know. I didn't have my first boyfriend until after college. And wow. I came out at 14. Br- Bruce and I knew each other since we were seven. And we were like our first love and like first crush in a boy and stuff. And he gave me that. It's very cute. Don't, no, you're making me hate you more. <laughs> no, um, I, but uh, I, I was really deeply obsessed with her in high school. Mm-hmm. As well you should be. And cause, I think because, like, when, when you're in high school, you're like, wow, to be that just, that uh, immediately vulnerable and immediately open and sort of yeah. bare. But the more I watch it now, I'm like, she's just leaning into that. It's like, well, this yeah. is this is what I do. And, you know. Yeah, shaking the body. Yeah. It's... <laughs> It's we really, don't go anywhere in this Not A Day Goes By. No, it's all, it's speaking of like behind the beat, taking your time yes. and just like, and dropped in like, and it, it's, it could be worse. No, I will say I, my favorite back phrasing ever is her unexpected song. Oh, Bernadette Peters' unexpected song on the Hey Mr. Producer concert with Cameron McIntosh. Amazing. Unbelievable. And it's, because unexpected song is not a good song. No. It's the same Lyric-wise, it is simply the same thought over and over again, Mm -hmm. just worded differently. The melody is the same thing over and over again, and just slowly goes up. And Uh, what I love about it for Bernadette is that we get the, like, like, that sort of high thing, but also get the weird, like, that only we are here. And then she she starts, like, spinning her arms. She backphrases. I love this. She starts backphrasing. She shouts. She goes... The song melodically goes nowhere. Yes. So she has to make it different each time. It's like Jodie Benson in Disneyland. It's the same three notes. Back to so smile. She, that, always back to smile. She has to make one of them different. Right. So she's got to go, someone give me Disneyland. Take me Take to air. To Disneyland. Totally. And when I get to Disneyland, I'll stay. Totally. Um, and here's the thing about Bernadette Peters for me. 
again, like someone who very clearly never really had vocal training, just yes. like had the gift. Yeah. And then after a while, slowly started to leave her. Um, because after years of like probably not doing it correctly, whatever. And that's yeah. that's me projecting. I don't know her true life, but you can hear it. You yeah. truly can hear it. The Bernadette Peters I am obsessed with is the Bernadette Peters from 1979 to 1999. Okay. Um, and I'll include Gypsy because I saw Gypsy with her and I remember loving not it. Not Mac and Mabel. Um, well, I never saw Mac and Mabel. I mean, listening to her Mac and sure. Mabel, she's amazing. But yeah. I'm talking about like things that I can see. Oh, sure. So yeah. like Into the Woods, specifically Cinderella um, with Brandy. Her acting choices in Cinderella are astonishingly really, good. Really, really good. Um, I will show people, like if you want to see someone just make a meal out of a scene. The scene she has where she confronts Brandy after the ball, after the, a lovely night. I love you know that's confronting about? Brandy, not confronting Cinderella. <laughs> no, she's, she's not Cinderella. It's Brandy. She's, Brandy. she's confronting Brandy. Brandy. Because, <laughs> like, Brandy's actually quite good in, in that movie in the sense that, like, she's not wooden. She's just sort of, like, being charming, which is right. all, all you really can be, especially if she was, like, 16, didn't really act all that much. Um, but it's the, it's the scene where she's telling Cinderella she's common. And she had, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, 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 so yes, So yes. she goes, the, the, the prince would even think of dancing with you. It's preposterous. And Brandy says, why? Why it's so hard for you to imagine? Bernadette, so the line is supposed to be, because you're common, Cinderella. That's the line. Bernadette does, because. And it's her, like, I don't have, like, it's her being, like, having a bullyish front of, like, the, like, I need to be strong and I'm going to, like, and it's her making, you see her make the decision Am I going to go in on this now? Right. Am I going to say this? Because once I say this, everything changes. Right. And it's you. Do, and you can't even tell if it's what her character has always thought, or if it's what her character is saying to like cover up other stuff that she's feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes because long beat. <sighs> You're common, Cinderella. And then she has a great line. She goes, "The fact that a prince would even consider taking you for his pride, well, it's laughable." <laughs> <laughs> Triple it. Tra- laugh- laugh- it's laughable where she laughs because she laughs on it so they're like I need to show you that how little I care for you yeah, yeah, but yeah. then hits the bull in a way that's like I also want to make sure that this hurts you yeah, like, bitch, it's yeah. laughable yeah I'm coming your for father you. was weak and she and it's an example of she's an odd actress but she also used to be a smart actress too mm. and she knew how to hone in on her weirdness and make it work same thing with Into the Woods like as the witch she would take lines that were not funny and make them funny or take lines that should have been funny and make them heartbreaking or be funny and heartbreaking at the same time all those colors um and i think now and it was it was this way with follies uh where she kind of just leaned into the idiosyncrasies that we associated with her Mm -hmm. and just embellished yeah until the point that they no longer became special or interesting and just sort of became like okay a caricature of yeah yeah, exactly you're just gonna cry through this whole song now like she could do broadway baby and cry her way through it and i'm like what are you doing right cry if Donna Murphy is crazy sexy baby, Bernadette Peters is crying sexy crying, baby. Absolutely crying sexy baby. Yeah. Crying sexy baby. Totally. Yeah, yeah and so there's not much else to say about No, this. there's not much else to say. What do you mean? I, and do I think it's a... Uh, I like watching it. I'm, obs- yeah. I'm obsessed with it. It's my Broadway obsession. Yeah. But like, uh, but yeah, I think that there's not, not much more to say. It's just that those are the no, notes there. I want to, well, I want to take a quick second make make sure that what I remember of her visually is actually what it yes. is. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, so we have the famous Bernadette Peters curls, but they're not... They're not toit. No, they're not. They're not luscious. <laughs> also, and I love. I love. Like all in all of these shots, there are just like hot chorus boys like waiting off stage and all like just like g- oh, yeah. like gaying out over it. You the, know? the the Nutcracker birthday present carriers right, from the beginning. Exactly. Exactly. The, the, the bistresses, yes. as we call them. Um, yeah. No, you see Bernadette just stand there, 
in like a floor length dress that is about a foot too long for her. Yes. Um it, like it's it's not even a train. It's just like <laughs> it's her it's her like her mother's dress that she tried on. And it's and it's just simply too big. But you're somewhere a part of my life. And it looks like you'll stay as the days go by. I keep thinking, when does it end? Where's the day I'll have started forgetting? But I just go on thinking and sweating and cursing and crying and turning and reaching and waking and dying and not Something that has always intrigued me is the Patty Lapone quote quote unquote Patty Lapone Bernadette Peters rivalry. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a true rivalry because I don't think Bernadette Peters knows Patty Lapone exists. <laughs> She's like never done anything like this is the only time I've ever seen both of them on the same stage same, together same. Um, they've never performed together they've no. never done anything they've overlapped some of the same roles uh, but they do have an interesting career in the sense that like Bernadette Peters obviously obviously has been around longer and has done more film and TV work than Patty mm-hmm. has but in terms of theater like they both won their first Tony for originating an Andrew Lloyd Webber show that is like a, that is a full marathon of a sing. Mm-hmm. They won their second Tony Award uh, for a re- for a revival of the Ethel Merman show. Bernadette Peters for Annie Get Your Gun, right. and Patty Lapone for Gypsy, and of course they both have played Mama Rose. Um, now here's I I'm, I'm do, um, do you pick Bernadette's Gypsy or uh, Patty's or sorry Bernadette's Mama Rose or Patty's Mama Rose? I pick Tyne Daly's Mama Rose. <laughs> I for me um that the. Bernadette Rose's turn at the Tonys is one of the most amazing performances I think captured on film. I I mean, granted, I was 13 when I saw the Bernadette Peters Gypsy, but I just remember feeling with it. Like, it was dirty and it was messy, but it also just felt organic and Mm -hmm. and, and interesting. And all the choices that came out of it didn't feel like a, let's be different, but more just sort of like, I am different and here's what I bring to the role. Totally, totally. Like, Tammy Blanchard wasn't like, I'm going to be a different kind of Louise. She's like, I'm Tammy Blanchard and this is what I bring to Louise. Yeah, totally. Um, Which, speaking of, I want so much to see her Audrey because I if anyone could get out of the Ellen Green mold it is Tammy Blanchard completely oh my god I yeah. want to see her Audrey so, so fucking badly like as much as I want to fuck Jonathan Groff fuck you Jonathan Groff I'm not seeing it for you I'm seeing it for <laughs> Tammy Blanchard um, I know too, too hot Seymour is really an epidemic it really is it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a public health crisis Remember that I, th- I need the 2020 Democrats to call out tonight in the yeah. debate <laughs> which is ironic because I feel like you would get cast as Seymour in a heartbeat and you also are, you're too attractive for no, Seymour no no, no, no. I, I feel like I don't, but I don't bring, I don't bring like, um, oh, like I'm a fuck sexy boy energy no, into the but room. No, like, but that's not what it is. It's, it's, see, the original Seymour was fat and bald. And like right. Rick Moranis was the movie Seymour. I know. Um, so I'm not saying that you're sexy, Josh. I'm Ugh. just saying you're sexier than a bald fat man. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's on my grinder profile. Sexier than a bald fat man. What? You haven't had a grinder since 2014. <laughs> Um, I think that's that was the year. I think, yeah, yeah. I, I never met anyone on it front on the road. I just like talked. Yeah, me too. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow collar. You're the top. Speaking of least amount of work, Elaine Stritch did I'm Still Here. Elaine Stritch I'm Still Here. And it is literally spoken word Def Jam poetry. It's spoken word. I All I said was grounded chaos. Grounded chaos. All, like Patty Lapone wearing a pant. 
Yes. Um, and a hat. And I think she's even wearing like a little black teddy underneath. Yeah, it's got, like, a little sexy number. Yeah. I'm convinced of everyone on that stage, only Marin Maisie was wearing a bra. Agreed. No one else wore a bra that night. But oh God. she also unbuttons herself, huh? She unbuttons in the middle of it, yeah. yeah. Also, also taking her time. But she's Lynn Stretch, so she just remember the words. She doesn't remember the words. Good times and bum times. <laughs> Spoken. I've seen them all, and my dear, I'm still here. I think this was before she did night music too. So this was like the beginning of the end. Yes. Also, I mean, like uh, taking her time. Like, like every every phrase is one phrase too late. This video is six minutes and thirteen seconds long. I'm pretty sure the actual song is four and a half minutes long. Like, from every recording I have of Follies, and I have every single one that's existed, they're all under five minutes. Um, and, like, it's a long song with a lot of lyrics. Yeah. I've slept in Shanty's guest. Guest! WPA. Of the WPA. We're like, oh, guest of who? She's like, I'll tell you. Wait just one second. She just struck a pose, and Josh had a feeling. Three bucks a night was the pay. But I'm here. <laughs> it's all so late. I stood on bread lines for the best. Watched while the headlines did the rest. In the depression, was I depressed? Nowhere near. I met a big financier. So I'm here. Everybody, I'm so sorry. Everybody stands, obviously. Patty's not wearing pants. Patty's wearing a dress with the biggest slit down the middle you've ever seen. <laughs> from the from the floor to her vagina. Not even a spank, yeah. Because just, just, just puss out. It, that, is, that dress is representative of that Patty LuPone has seen every dick. Yeah, and pussy LuPone. <laughs> or Patty LuPussy. <laughs> Proud of the wordplay, not the message. Exactly, love that. Um, yeah. That complex story. <laughs> That's... A loaded phrase <laughs> you could apply to a lot of things. Um, I I don't want what you want, but I don't like that you have it. The Matt Coppock story. I love that. That is actually probably, when it comes to me and like my relationships with people, mm-hmm. it is literally, I don't want what you have, but I don't like that you have it. I love that. Yeah. I love that for you. That's like, that's actually, I would say that's probably the best way to describe me and seeing people in relationships on Instagram. Love that. I, this guy. Th- this guy. I don't want a relationship, but I don't like seeing other seeing people. Seeing you it. have it, you yeah. piece of shit. I want to take it away from you. Exactly. I want to seduce your boyfriend and then break up your relationship and then say, look what I did. Ooh. Who, me? Oh my um, God, wow. I think, no, I've just seen too many Lifetime movies where that happens. And I'm sure. like, that's what being desirable is, isn't it? Breaking yeah. up relationships? Of course. Yeah. Or being a guest star in one. That'd be fun. A guest star in a relationship? Yeah, a guest star. Like... For the night. Be the guest star in the, uh, oh, be a guest star in yes, the episode. Oh, yes, yes, Very fun. Be very the fun. Eiffel on the Tower. Oh, my God. You know, like Patty was with the like little Patty priest. Like Patty was with the two. Uh, yeah. I have run the gamut. A to Z. Three cheers. Damn it. Say me. I got through all the last year. And I'm here. Christ knows. At least I was there. Point is, concert's over. Concert's over. 
takeaways. Why why exactly is it that this is an obsession for you? It um I think it grazes all the contours of American musical theater. Like I think there is not like there of American music their performance. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean there? Like I said, there there, there is there are grounded performances. There are chaotic performances. There are uh, you know the performances where people lead with the really weird things that make them cool and weird. And mm-hmm. there are performances where like there's like telling a fucking story. And like it, I um, obviously the material is incredible. And I think that it it's like, it's like performances like these that I'm like ah this like this is, music theater is important. Yeah, like th- this is an important art form for people to do and for people to be good at and for people to write good uh, material like through you know what I mean or and that's for. how we ended up with King Kong the musical that is it, yeah it's a direct line yeah direct trajectory just remember guys uh, Marin Maisie never won a Tony Award and yet Stephanie J. Block won for the Cher show kind of there funny. is no God <laughs> although I did I loved the Cher show I had a great time. You're allowed to have fun at the share show. I had a great time at the share show. That's a whole other pod, but like, yeah. Well, that's another story. Never mind. Anyway. Anyway. That's for Prescott. Um, No, I I love Stephanie J. Block. I enjoy Cher a great deal. I, you know, any show that you like, you're allowed to like. I went in hoping to have a really great time and I walked out kind of upset. Um, I see. I like, I went in being like, I think I'm going to like have a lot of fun here. And I just, I. Ali Ali and I were. uh, I thought it it was trash. Ali and I were radicalized by the share show. God. Here's the thing. All jukebox bio musicals mm-hmm. post Jersey Boys, starting really with Beautiful and to the present day, have become vanity projects of the person that it's about. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. about the person anymore. It's just celebrating the person. Yes. And so every scene is someone telling the protagonist they can't do something because they are a woman, they're black, they're whatever, they're gay, they're whatever. And the protagonist going, watch me. And then the next scene is everyone goes, they did it. And then the next scene is rinse, rinse and repeat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, and that's just the whole show. And it's you never see any, like, crusty, nasty sides about them. It's a pure, like... The old, the worst thing you could say about the protagonist in these ju- jukebox by musicals is that for a time they picked the wrong romantic partner. That is always yeah. that's always like their one flaw. But you know what I do love about Cher is that like like that that all three shares talk to each other. Yes, and that they all trade who's the wisest share. It's like oh young share, what should I do? Do I, this old share. I, like, I I do like the idea of that. I yeah. I thought that they could have gone further with it. Mm-hmm. It is sort of like it was as if the creative team went. What if we did summer, but like follies? Totally. <laughs> so totally. it's the three shares, but they can interact with each other like the ghosts and follies. If summer fucked follies. If then. summer fucked follies, we'd have the share show. Wow. And yet, I don't. Wow. But no, Wild. these things these things happen. They do. Um, yeah. Any parting words about this concert? About yourself? About Sondheim? About <sighs> oh <my> Bernadette? <laughs> If so, I'm, I'm, I'm actually wondering where my signed headshot of Bernadette is, is my parting thought. I think it might be in New Orleans, maybe. Um, but, uh, no, just, just to, like, like if, 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 like, I think if someone were, like, show me six performances that mm-hmm. you're, like, um, that are, uh, show a whole lot about why you love musical theater, I would show them these six performances. If you had to fuck to any of these performances, which one would it be? To fuck to any of them? Yeah. Like, you had to play it while you fucked. Why is I'm still here the one that comes to mind? Because <laughs> it's slow and it takes its time. Yes. Which I feel like that's what you are. I'm 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 slow and I take my time. Yeah. I don't I don't think you're a like. Well, a, I mean, sometimes we're you know. Well, you're 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 in a crunch. Uh, right. But yeah, I don't get bunny rabbit from you. No, 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 no. No, I, I'm slow to I, I'm still I, here. I, think I feel like you're yeah, you're a you're essentially I'm still here. 
Essential, I'm still here. The Josh Daniels story. (laughs) Unbelievable. Essentially still here, the Josh Daniels story. Um, yeah, and like Elaine Stritch, you know, it's it, it's not about the notes, it's about the words. Absolutely. Yes. If Marin uh, Maisie did I'm Still Here, that would be your go-to fuck song. I think it would. I that really would do think that's the energy. Um, Josh, this has been lovely. It's been lovely. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for coming on. Oh my God, thank you for having me. Oh my God, I'm so pleased that we spoke and that uh, everything turned out as well as it did. A dream. I'm going to cut everything about the concert and keep everything about your sex life. Please do. Please do. That's the more important um, stuff. Yes, I hope Patrick Sulkin listens to this. And, and he, he better. And he cries in the shower and he goes, now everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows oh that, my God. that Josh and I invite bums off the street to Eiffel Tower with. That poor thing the that poor he has to deal with me is just so sad for him. No, you you guys are very good like balancing acts if for that makes sure, sense sure. um yes. and, well he's a he's a quiet ass he's like a sniper he take he'll take that. you out very quietly oh my god absolutely and, but and you're like a blitzkrieg <laughs> i'm full blitzkrieg josh where can people find you on social media oh my god you can find me um on twitter.com at captain smiles Captain Smiles? Captain. Okay. And so here's the issue is that there's a fucking somebody on Instagram who's Captain Smiles. So on, on Instagram, it's Captain Smiles. Like crunch. C-A-P-N. C-A-P-N Smiles. Smiles. Mm-hmm. Um, also Facebook.com. You also have a website. I have, oh, thank you. I have a website, josh-daniel.com. It's like under construction. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I like started to add things and I was like, I'm drunk. I'll I'm, stop. If you want to book Josh though, you can go on the website and book him. <laughs> Yes, you can book time with me. Um, it's on my Calendly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. And yeah. come, come find me. Let's hang. Yeah, and then uh, you can find him on that one episode of Lost Culture. He says, "What's the title of the episode?" Um, oh my God, it's I don't think so, honey. Live. Oh Jesus, it was like a, maybe two years ago already. Um, oh Jesus, you can see me, can see me on the other two. On right, Central. you have you have a line on the other two. I do what's the line again? Hey, gay. Yeah. <laughs> He look. He looks at Drew and he says, "Hey, gay. Hey, gay." And that's a that's a great show. Yep. Um. Yeah. Wow. And you can find me on the YouTube.com. Um. In concerts mm-hmm. across New York City. And, yeah. You know, that's that. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram, Matt Koplik. Uh. Not Twitter because I don't like Twitter. Uh. Facebook, if you really want to be aggressive, but like, <laughs> yeah, it's a if aggressive. I don't, if I don't know you, I won't accept right. it. Please uh, stop. So Josh, we always close out with the Broadway diva. Uh. You get to choose. <gasps> Who would you like to close us out? Oh my god, just any Broadway diva. Well, if th- there might be overlap. Uh, and t- full disclosure, uh, I think one, two, four of the six, I think four of the six women that have, uh, that are in this concert have closed us out. Okay. Um, so if, if you wanted to do that, no, five, five of the six. Um, no, I take that back. All six. six. Out of six. Uh, all six. All six of them have. Um, I was, like, not sure if Patty had or if Elaine Stritch had. They all have. All of them have closed us out at some point. Wow! Yeah. Um, so I'll go through the list real fast. We'll cut all this out. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Bette Midler, Elaine Page, Judy Kuhn, Barbara Cook. Oh, Judy Kuhn. No, these these are who we've had closed oh, out Oh, fuck. <laughs> Bette Midler, Elaine Page, Judy Kuhn, Barbara Cook, Jen Cody, oh. Bernadette Peters. I know, that was a random one. Bernadette Peters, Audra McDonald, Leia Salonga, Barbara Streisand, Kate Schindel, Allison Jeer. That was a very niche one from Jerry Springer, the opera. Very niche. Donna Murphy, Patti LuPone, Vanessa Williams, Jan Maxwell, Sally Murphy, Alice Ripley, Sutton Foster, Taylor Louderman, Katrina Lank, Shana Taub, Lena Hall, Christine Baranski, Barbara Harris, Marin Maisie, the Factory Girls from Parade. 
That was John being a fucking asshole. That is so funny. <laughs> Jody Benson, Victoria Clark, Patty Murin, Elaine Strait, uh, Stretch, Elaine Stretch, Carol Channing, Vanessa Hudgens, Lilius White, Kate Baldwin, Betty Buckley, Lonnie Ackerman, Kelly O'Hara, Beth Level, Caitlin Kinnanen, LaShawns, Stephanie J. Block, Sherry A. Scott, Bonnie Milligan, Sophia M. Caruso, Artisanal Singing, Carolee Carmelo, and Adina Menzel. Oh my god! I don't fucking know! Who did, s- who, give me some divas you love. That you did, were... did you did you say Cynthia Erivo? No. Oh, great. Let's do Cynthia Erivo. I've been wanting Cynthia Erivo for all this time. Great. Speaking of women who can top you. Oh, for sure. Wait, have we had Cynthia Erivo? No, we haven't. Okay, great. Incredible. Shit. Uh, okay, so that means... I'm going to type that up now. Cynthia Erivo. Uh, okay, so that's to say that this has been Broadway Breakdown. This has been my obsession, however long it's been. Thank you for sticking with it to the end. I hope you found this as fun as we did. Yes. Um, as sexy as we did, as arousing. Sexy. as a ro- hot. It's hot. It's gay. Yeah. It's straight. A romp. It's, it's frizzy. Yeah. It's common, Cinderella. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, in the meantime, uh, check back with us again when we do another My Obsession. Check out Josh and all the social medias. Check out me on the one. And uh, thank you com- for coming, Josh. Yay, thank yeah. you for having me. And this is Cynthia Revo. Take us away, Cynthia. Bye. Bye. wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.